Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's Word to be empowered and challenged today. I love getting up at 5 a.m., which is when I get up. And when I get up, of course, I don't turn the lights on in, in the living room because I enjoy the lights from the Christmas tree and the darkness around it. Um, I'm guessing that at some time in your life, maybe even every year you do this, you drive around and you look at Christmas lights in the neighborhood. And my guess is that you've never done that at noon or 1 p.m. You always do it at night. Uh, There's a reason why we turn on the Christmas lights at nighttime. There's a reason why we go looking around the neighborhood at Christmas lights at nighttime, and that's because the light doesn't really shine in the daytime. The, The light shines in the darkness. And it's interesting around Christmas time, I think sometimes we really forget what those lights are all about because at Christmas time, we have to wait for it to get dark or we have to make it dark in order to flip on the Christmas lights. But really the lights are, are to remind us that the world is already a dark place and that the light of Jesus shines in that darkness. Isaiah 9.2 says this, this Advent passage that we've been looking at says, the people walking in darkness. That's how this famous passage starts. The people walking in darkness. Now, here's the thing. Uh, When you walk in darkness, it means that there's some normality to the experience of darkness. When you walk in darkness, it means that being in the darkness is just normal. You don't know any better. And as the people of God were experiencing this darkness at this particular time in history, they were experiencing the darkness of political turmoil. They were experiencing the darkness of oppression. They were experiencing the darkness of the nation of Assyria rising up against them. And while we certainly have political turmoil, while we certainly have oppression, while we certainly have wars in our world, we have even more darkness. Uh, You know, one of the funny things is that Through this, through this phone, I am connected to more people than we could have ever imagined 20 years ago. And even though we're so connected, we are lonelier and we are more divided than we have ever been. Do you see the darkness? Uh, I have access to more answers and to more information than anybody 20 years ago could have ever Imagine, and yet we live our lives with this uncertainty and this anxiety all the time. Not only that in our world, but also I think a lot of us feel that we're stuck in a personal darkness. Maybe we struggle with an addiction. Maybe we have this unmet longing. Maybe we're waiting for this door to open to freedom and we just can't get there. And so our experience feels like walking in darkness. But that's why Advent is here. Advent reminds us we don't have to turn the lights off. The world is already a dark place. But there's good news for people who are walking in darkness. The the verse goes on. It says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. Now, notice it doesn't say that the answer is to be a light. The answer isn't the power of positive thinking. The answer is that people in darkness need a light from the outside to shine in on them. 
And when you think about the darkness of our world, the words of Jesus in the New Testament become even brighter. In John 8, Jesus says this in verse 12, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light, not just some light, but the light of life. In our dark world, Jesus is the light. In our dark world, Jesus is the light. And when he comes into our world with his light, he illuminates our darkness. Jesus also gives meaning to us in the darkness and he infuses the darkness with real hope. Those are the three things I wanna look at this morning. First of all, Jesus illuminates our darkness. I think we'd all be comfortable with saying the world is a dark place, but we would wrestle if we would say, I'm a dark person, <laughs> right? We're comfortable saying, look out there at the world out there and that's all bad and dark. But we struggle at times to see darkness in our own lives or admit that there is darkness in our own lives. What's interesting is that it becomes difficult for us to really have an authentic relationship with God if we never recognize the darkness in ourselves because we're typically prone to see darkness in other people and ignore it in ourselves. And so we see God as this one who sort of contradicts other people who are dark with his light but never contradicts us because we're the light, right? At least that's how we function in life. It's interesting how Jesus puts this idea of life and darkness. The most famous verse in the Bible is John 3:16, and John writes, for God so loved the world in this way, he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. John is recording the words of Jesus where Jesus is saying, when I have come into the world the first time, the first time I come into the world isn't to judge the world, rather it's to die on the cross so that people living in a dark world could come to me and by turning from their darkness and turning to me, have eternal life. But then Jesus goes on to say in, in verse 19, he says, this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people loved darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and avoids it so that his deeds may not be exposed. People don't want the light of Jesus to illuminate on their lives. You and I, if we're honest, don't want the light of Jesus to illuminate the darkness in our lives. I love these um, security company commercials, particularly the ones where there's like a floodlight and a security camera, and they're like, buy this floodlight, this motion floodlight, buy it. And um, when someone's creeping around in your backyard, the light will come on and then the camera will roll and you'll get on your, you'll alert on your phone. And I love it because it's always so cheesy. If you've seen these commercials, like the robber's like the most obvious criminal, right? He's got on like the black beanie hat and he's got the band, you know, the, the thing over his eyes and he's like creeping around the house. And then 
You see from the camera's perspective that like the, the motion goes off and, and right there, the floodlight is on the criminal's eyes and he's like totally caught off guard and he kind of sneaks away. Um, and you can even talk to this criminal. It's, it's, it's interesting. I love these commercials. So of course, being a middle-aged man, this is the kind of thing you get into. It's like securing your home. So of course, I had to buy one of these like floodlights with a camera and the audio because, you know, it's just what we do. We're into like, I'm, I'm learning in middle age that you get into like smoking meats, World War II history, and then also home security. Like this is what you do, right? So, so of course I buy one of these, but we don't have any criminals snooping around our house. In fact, the only thing that we have is this neighborhood cat. And this neighborhood cat comes and snoops around our house about 3 a.m. And from my room, uh, I, I can sort of sense that the light is on in the background. I can get just a little bit of the light that's coming through. And um, the reason the cat comes in the backyard is because we have this rabbit. And we've had this rabbit for a couple years and I don't particularly like the rabbit and the rabbit doesn't particularly like me, uh, but he is my rabbit and so I will protect him. But when the light comes on, it, sometimes I just wake up and I look on my phone and the, the light is shining on this cat who has triggered the motion. And as soon as the light is on, he stops, right? And he tries to figure out what's going on. But then it's, I have, that's when I have my fun at like 3 a.m. I get up out of bed and I get on my phone and I hit the speaker and I say, hey, you. And in the middle of the night, this cat hears this voice and is looking around and he hears this person talking to him. And I say, leave our rabbit alone. And I can hear it in the backyard. And at that per- point, he, he scurries away um, because he's caught, right? He's in the darkness. He's up to something he shouldn't be. And when the light hits and the voice come on, comes on, he gets illuminated and he doesn't like it. I think for us, the light of Jesus might feel like that cat feels. Uh, when Jesus comes into the world, it reminds us that first of all, we live in darkness and we need a savior for our sin. But then secondly, just looking at the way that Jesus lived and hearing the words that Jesus says to us, it exposes our darkness. I mean, think about this, just reading through the Sermon on the Mount, just reading through the teachings of Jesus and how Jesus talks about how we're supposed to treat our enemies and those who hurt us, how we're supposed to care for the poor, how we're supposed to pray, what we're supposed to do with both our sexuality and our money. As we read those things, the floodlight comes on and we hear the voice of Jesus and we feel exposed, both by the sins that we commit and by the good things that we omit from doing. And so when Jesus comes into the world, it's this great hopeful thing. And at the same time, it makes us feel quite uncomfortable. It illuminates our darkness. N.T. Wright, a theologian, has this great quote where he says, Christmas is not about the living God coming to tell us everything's all right. John's gospel isn't about Jesus speaking the truth and everyone saying, of course, why didn't we realize it before? It's about God shining his clear, bright torch into the darkness of our world, our lives, our hearts, and our imaginations, and the darkness not comprehending it. It's about God 
as a little child speaking words of truth and nobody knowing what he's talking about. The light illuminates us in our darkness so that you and I both don't want to be exposed and at the same time can't believe that Jesus is shining in on us. And so even as we think about Advent and we think about Jesus being the light of the world, the question for you is today, are you creeping around in the dark? Are you creeping around in the dark? If you are, Jesus has so much more for you. Uh, Jesus's challenge isn't just a challenge, it's an invitation. In John 12, verse 46, Jesus says this, I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me would not remain in darkness. Jesus, as the light of the world, illuminates our darkness, but he also gives meaning in the midst of our darkness. What do I mean by that? He gives meaning. I read this great story about a political prisoner somewhere in Central America. I can't remember the details, but someone was unjustly taken and put in prison as a political prisoner. And as they were in this prison cell, there was no light, there was no window, they couldn't see a thing. For three days, they were just there and they couldn't see anything. They didn't know anything that was going on. And all of a sudden they heard the door open to the prison cell and they heard someone walk in. They weren't able to really see him, maybe just a little bit of a shadow. And they heard this like clicking and tinkering and hammering. And then it stopped, the person left, the door shut, the person was still in prison. But then like five minutes later, the light came on. The person who had entered into the prison cell was fixing the electricity in the prison cell. And all the, although the person was still stuck in that cell, he said, all of a sudden I had hope because I was able to see. All of a sudden there was meaning in the darkness because the lights had turned on. I could not get out, but at least I could see what was happening. See, you and I live in a dark world. We live in a broken world. At the same time, you and I recognize that the world is not the way it's supposed to be. The reason that the world is not the way it's supposed to be is because we know there's something more. When Jesus enters into our prison, it is like that man entering into the cell. And although at times life feels like a trap, Jesus entering in shows us that there is another way, that there's, there's more to life, that there's someone who's coming from the outside. See, even if you're here today and you're not yet a Christian, and you would say the world is not the way it's supposed to be, you might be closer to being a Christian than you think. You know, one of our options would be evolutionary psychology, social psychology, and we just look at the world and we say, everything that happens is just survival of the fittest. But if we start to play that out, you and I really don't believe that. We look around and we see brokenness and hurt and pain and we go, that's not the way it's supposed to be. We see nation rising up against nation and we go, that's not the way it's supposed to be. We see awful things in the news and people, people dying and, and hurting each other. And we say, that's not the way it's supposed to be. We don't know any differently. We can't get out of this. And yet at the fact that Jesus has entered in gives us meaning in the midst of the darkness. In fact, when Jesus comes into the world, he 
changed history forever. Much of our culture isn't based um, on just nothing, like a blank slate. Christianity has had so much influence on our culture so that when we think about kindness, that comes from the life of Jesus. When we think about caring for those who are weak or forgiving our enemies, those are things that we value in our culture. But before the influence of Jesus on Western culture, those things were not valued. You didn't forgive your enemy. You didn't care for the weak. That was their problem. You you didn't show kindness. See, Jesus has actually influenced our world and give meaning to our darkness in ways that we cannot even imagine. And once you see it, once you see him, you can't unsee it. The great author C.S. Lewis said, I believe in Christianity as I believe the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. The fact that you recognize the brokenness in this world and that things are not the way they're supposed to be isn't actually a vote against God. It's a vote that God has come into the world to fix the brokenness. Jesus, as the light of the world, gives meaning in the darkness, but he also infuses us with hope, real hope. Hope isn't wishful thinking. It's something concrete. It's a reliance on knowing that God will do what he says. I love this verse in Isaiah 9 too, where it, it says, Though the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. I don't want to get too much into the grammar, but what I want to say here is really interesting. The people walking in darkness haven't fully experienced how dark it will be. In other words, the darkness is just growing and building and getting more, and it has not even come close to peaking yet. But God commits himself and says that what he's going to do is so certain that he already talks about it in the past tense. The people walking in darkness, not will see, not might see, but have seen a great light. God commits himself to show up and bring hope, even though the darkness is still growing. He speaks as if the light has already conquered. I'm reminded of one of my favorite scenes from a movie in the trilogy, The Lord of the Rings. My favorite battle is the Battle of Helm's Deep. And these People are pinned in their fortress and thousands and thousands of orcs come in the night and beat down the walls and get into the fortress and it is just hopeless. And at the very end of the night, you can go back one, at the very end of the night, one of the characters remembers something another character said, that this character Gandalf had said, Look to my coming at the first light of the first day. At dawn, look to the east. And in the middle of that battle, right as things could not be darker, he remembers what was said in Gandalf's commitment. And right as he remembers, he begins to see the light 
shining over the horizon. And he looks up in the distance over the orcs to the mountains, and there he sees Gandalf standing on the mountain ridge, showing up just like he said. And then at that moment, you can go to the next slide. At that moment, the sun peeks over the ridge and Gandalf begins to charge down towards the orcs to help his friends. And a massive army of horsemen follows him and you can see them just barreling down the ridge. And if you remember that scene, there is this moment where the light hits the orcs followed by Gandalf and the horsemen and they crush the orcs. They smash them with a stampede and light conquers darkness. Jesus, the light of the world, has come once. At Christmas time, we celebrate the light peeking over the mountain and him entering into the world and trampling sin and death, coming to die on the cross so that through him we might be reconciled to God, so, so that our separation from him, from God, might be reconciled through God. At, the, at, the, at Advent, we remember that we look to the light of the cross, but we also remember this with great hope. Jesus didn't just come once and say, that's it. He's coming again. Christ will return. And when he returns, there will be a final crushing, a stampede, an obliteration of all darkness, of all evil, of all sin. And Jesus will be victorious forever. And so, whatever you're facing right now, even if it feels dark, even if it feels really dark, Jesus tells us that's not the end of the story. One day I will return and banish all darkness forever. In John 1, verse 5, Jesus says, that light, talking about himself, shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. Jesus is the light of the world, and one day he will stampede over darkness forever. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcast. For more information, check us out at www.newcityhh.com. We'll see you next week.